0: Well hello, I'm gonna ask you to stay on your feet just for a few moments longer and it is a privilege to be here and though it's my first time here, you know this thing happens when you are family and so you don't have to like have that awkward first meeting because we have the same dad, we have the same, same DNA And I'm a local church girl, and I've been in the same church all my life, 48 years, and I have been serving on that church for 29 years. And so I get what we're doing here today. I'm not here as a preacher that just kind of drops in on churches and says something and then leaves town. I'm here as someone that builds. I am part of a community just like this community, and so... It's always an honor for me and never something that I take for granted when pastors say, hey, would you come and speak? Because this has taken blood, sweat, and tears to build. And so I today don't just want to come and bless. I want to come and build. And I'm saying all that at the beginning so that in a moment when I begin to share what's on my heart, you don't go, what's up with that? We just met, and she's slapping me upside the head with the Word of God. Because when family come to town, they speak to you different than a stranger, right? And so it's important that you understand that right now on the earth, God is connecting the right people with the right people. Because He's about a bigger work, and He knows who needs who when. And it was... Uh, kind of a divine thing that I ended up here. It wasn't in the original plan, but I'm thankful that God always has a better plan than our original plan, right? And I love the Word of God. There's nothing like it. In a world that is full of opinions, in a world that is full of you should read this or follow this. There's, there's one truth that sets us free. And that's the truth that I want us to all be in today. And so I love that we just stay standing for this moment to honor his word. Sometimes we just take it for granted. You do know that what we're doing right now in some parts of the world, you wouldn't be allowed to do this right now. And so we should not take it lightly. So God, we honor your word. We thank you that you're here today. We thank you that you are speaking today. We don't serve a God who is silent. And today, God, we honor you. We honor that you are in the room. (laughs) If royalty and the natural were in the room, we would... Bow, we would lower ourselves. God, forgive us where we take your presence for granted. Your presence is heaven to me. So we honor you by listening and we honor you by leaning in. And I pray right now, God, in every campus, every single heart would surrender and allow you, God, to do what only you can do. Today, God, if you need to correct us, then go ahead. God, if you need to challenge us, then go ahead. Because you're a good father and you know exactly what your children need. So God, deliver us from always wanting to hear what we want to hear. And God, make us mature enough to hear what you need us to hear. I pray I will get out of the way today so that you can have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may take your seats. Thank you, team. One of the things that I feel privileged to do is when I get to come and have the honor of speaking in someone else's church, standing behind where they stand on Sunday. And by the way, you have incredible leaders in this house of which you should be very grateful for. And you know, one of the things I always say is God, help me, help me speak into what you're doing there in that moment, in that church. And, you know, before I get going, you know, this is a season in this house. I believe of great addition. That you are in a season union church, yes, of transition, yes, of change, but also of addition. That actually God is wanting to add to this house in many different ways and today I want to help with our understanding of what is required from us therefore that are part of this house in order to actually keep up with what God is doing because because right now there is a lot of addition that's happening in the natural of of new campuses and and land and, and new extension of the dream and the vision. There's a lot of addition that's happening in the natural but unless we understand that that addition must also have an addition in the spiritual, then we will not be able to sustain what it is that God wants us to do in the future. And so I today, in the nicest, most English British way I can I want to shake you up and wake you up to the fact that you have a part to play in all that God is going to do in this church and through this church and in the regions beyond this church that today there is nobody that is unemployed in the kingdom of God today you are fully needed fully required and so that's why I want you to lean in today because I do believe that if you lean in every single one of you on every campus will go away with something that God is requiring and requesting from you if we're going to have great addition in opportunity then we have to have a great addition in responsibility if we're going to have a great addition of new possibility then we're going to have to have a great addition of new maturity and that requires us to grow up to listen up and to be willing to do what God is asking us to do And the Bible tells us, though often we don't talk about it, but the Bible tells us that we have a job to do. I know we like to talk about how God needs to do His job, and God needs to provide, and God needs to show up, and God needs to do a miracle, and I know we spend a lot of time reminding God of what we would like Him to do, but we spend a lot of time ignoring the fact that we also have a job to do. That God made us not robots, He made us to have a relationship, and in a relationship, It's two-way. And so there are scriptures in the Bible that we often skip past, that we need to go back and revisit if we really are going to build what it is that God is calling us to build. And in 2 Peter 1 verse 5, it says this, for this reason, make every effort. How much effort? Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Because although I can't hear what happened on the other campuses, I can hear what happened in the room here. And so I'm just going to imagine it happened even less at the other campus because I can't eyeball you and see you. And so here's what happened. I just said for you all to say after me that word with me, every. And I'm just letting you know, not everybody did what Mama Charlotte said to do. Some of you have been very disobedient in that moment. And here's why. Because some of you just thought, well, someone else will say it. So I don't need to say the word because someone behind me or to the side of me will say it. And that will satisfy the moment. And then we'll move on. You perfectly are illustrating the reason why I'm preaching what I'm going to preach this morning. Because what has happened is that 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 we have decided somehow at some point in our journey that well I don't have to add anything I don't have to bring anything someone else will bring it someone else will say it someone else will serve someone else will give someone else will amen someone else will join the kids team I'll just you know I just don't feel like it I'm not really an external amen anyway and so you know if I don't really feel it I shouldn't really say it hello And what happens is we begin to find that the church is slowly but surely losing its voice because where there should have been the many respond there are only now a few that respond and you need to understand that that it's in moments just like that one that seems so innocent and so unnecessary that the enemy begins to begin to do his work of if he can remove listen to me if he can remove your voice in the church he for sure can remove your voice in the world so before I'm preaching, you're helping me preach. So thank you for that. So we're gonna we're gonna try that again, okay? So it says, for this very reason, make see how much different it sounds. Make every effort to add. Here are some things that we have to add. And in a season of addition union, here are some things that you have to add. Make every effort to add to your faith, goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And then you better add to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, you better add love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our journey as those that love God, our journey as those that are called to follow God, our journey as those that are called to build the house of God requires us to bring something, to contribute something, to add something, the best way I can describe what I'm trying to communicate to you today is by telling you of one of my epic parent fails. And all the parents in here said, amen. Because if you didn't, you'd like lie, pants on fire. Because we all have had epic parent fails, right? And this one happened when it was Christmas, and it was the Christmas where my kids were old enough to realize that the gift was not the wrapping paper or the cardboard box, it was what was in the box, right? So we were super excited on that year to get them everything that Fisher Price was advertising, because they just seemed to have it all. And so we got the keyboard, and we got the microphone, and we got the house with the doorbell and the light switch. And you know, we were so excited. And Christmas morning rolls around, and we get all the gifts out, and the kids are excited. And it's at that point I realized my parent fail. Because in my excitement to purchase the item, I had failed to read the small print on the box. And the small print on the box simply said this batteries are not included. And no one is selling batteries on Christmas morning. And so when my kids went to put the light switch on, no light. Play the keyboard, no sound. Use the doorbell. Nothing happened. And they were highly disappointed because what I had purchased was functional, but without me adding it anything, it was not powerful. And you have to understand with your faith, it can be functional, but unless you add something, it is not powerful. And we have been through a season globally of a pandemic, of political crisis, of division. And in that season, many of us have found out and come to a discovery that maybe you have not had the language for until today. So let me help you give the language. You have discovered in this season that you are not as powerful as you thought you were. But actually what happened was you went through a season of disconnection only to find that what you had was borrowed power. And if your power is borrowed, then your consistency is compromised. If you are borrowing someone else's church attendance to make you attend church, then when they are not around to make you go, your consistency is compromised. If you are borrowing someone else's generosity to make you look generous, then when they're not around to provoke you, your generosity is compromised. If you are borrowing someone else's prayer life to help you stay afloat, then when they're not there to pray for you, your consistency and power is compromised and all of a sudden across the globe there's been this realization man I thought you were on fire believer I thought you were powerful I thought you were faith filled but all it took was the lights to go off in a few areas and you had no power within you to put the light back on And so this discovery that we have been borrowing power, we have been borrowing energy is something that we have to deal with because you cannot build the future of Union Church on borrowed power. You cannot build the future of the campuses on borrowed energy. Everybody has to bring their own. Everybody has to understand, I have something to contribute. Maybe you found out through this pandemic that you've been borrowing the worship from the platform. Hello. I mean, let's spare a moment for the Paul worship team. I like to call them sometimes the workout team, because that is the truth. Like, they have a meeting before the meeting, and a conversation sometimes goes like this. Like, guys, we know that no one has worked out this week. Like, no one has worshipped this week. No one has been in their kitchen singing Hallelujah. Like, no one's been lifting their hands, no one's been declaring his, you know, they've all been listening to a different soundtrack this week, so, so you know, we don't want to kill them, we don't want to stretch them, because they're not exercised all week, so you know, we'll just start up with a warm-up song, get everybody loosened up okay let's get the energy going in the room okay great let's wake this person up over here and let's get that person to put their latte down yeah okay awesome okay let's go up a little bit more in the tempo yes I can see a hand stretching amen okay let's go for a jumping jack for Jesus yes I see it yes success we got them all worked out in work no the bible says I will enter his gates with thanksgiving." which means you bring your own worship and this, this up here is just singing along with you because you already came with your own song. That, that's how it's supposed to work. That when you come through the doors, you're not supposed to come through the doors with no worship. You're supposed to come ready to pour out an offering and a sacrifice of praise. You're supposed to pour out your gratitude. You're not supposed to be twisted your arm to give. You're supposed to be like, I brought my offering. I brought my giving because there's no one else I want to give this to other than the one who's given me the breath in my lungs. Hello. Hello. And in order to go into the future of all that God has as Union Church is going to require everybody understanding I have to bring something. I have to show up with something. Imagine how the atmosphere would change if we all showed up on Sunday bringing something to the table. Imagine you get out of your car and you just kind of, you know, just doing your walk down to the service, ignoring everybody, you know, just kind of getting in there, you know, dropping your little angel angels off, thanking God you don't have to see them for another hour or so, and you're just minding your business. If someone comes up to you in the parking lot, it's like, hey, I want to pray for you. You're like, Me? Who are you? I I, I I don't know you, but all week I've been praying for the house. I've been believing God for breakthroughs, and you're the first person that I saw, and I am so charged up. And you're like, well, normally I wait until there's a prayer moment in the service, and if I feel it, then I respond. Like, no, you can do that later, but right now I am ready. And then and then they pray for you, and you're like, okay. And then you get to kids' church, and the kids church person's like, Can I just pray for you? And you're like, I already got prayed for in the parking lot. I know. But I've been praying for parents this morning and I'm just believing God for your child. And imagine what it would be like if everybody came like that. The atmosphere would shift. Miracles would be happening in the fire. There would be breakthroughs in the parking lot because everybody understands I'm part of building this. I've got to add something And so I want to take you to a story in the Bible for the next couple of moments. It's a strange story. I like strange stories because the chances are they've not been preached that much. And this story illustrates what it is to bring your own. It's in Matthew 25 and it's the parable of the ten virgins and it says this. It says, at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. And the bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry went out Here's the bridegroom come out to meet him then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps and the foolish ones said to the wise give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out no they replied there may not be enough for both us and you so instead you got to go and get your own I guess the modern day equivalent of this story that we read would be that there were 10 friends that went to Union Church and you know they knew because Pastor Stephen had been telling them because they've been hearing it for all this time. The bridegroom's coming. Got to get the church ready. Christ is coming back. He's going to come back for his church. So we got to get it ready. we got to build. We've got to extend. We've got to reach people for Jesus. And so everybody has heard the message. So they go and they grab their flashlights. Because we don't have lamps and oil. We have flashlights and batteries. And his 10 friends like, okay, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get ready. And then it says, but the bridegroom took a long time in coming. Like, like, like God didn't show up when you wanted him to show up. Like the miracle didn't happen when you want the miracle to happen. Like like it feels more uncomfortable than comfortable... And you'd like God to fix that right now. Like the job didn't happen. The, the relationship broke down. You're like, like, I came and I was waiting... But the bridegroom is taking a long time... And it says because they're waiting... And he's taking a long time... They get weary and they fall asleep. Hello? A lot of the church have got weary and fallen asleep. And as they're weary and as they're falling asleep all of a sudden a cry goes out, hey, the bridegroom is coming. And it's interesting to me that it says it was at midnight. You know, it's in the midnight moments of life, you're going to find out whether you have batteries or not. It's in the midnight moments of life, you're going to find out whether you added self-control or not. It's in the midnight moment when no one is checking on you and your computer's open and no one's around to see what you're about to press. It's in the midnight moment you're going to find out, do I have a battery called self-control? Did I add it? Or have I been relying on someone else to check on me to keep me in control? It's in the midnight moment when no one's looking that you get to decide whether you quit or persevere. You, it's in the midnight moment whether you have faith or fear that shows up, and so in the midnight moment, it's like, okay, it's time, and it's says five of them grab the to- the other five grab the torches, but five of them. Man, I go to Union Church, and I knew I needed, I knew I needed to be ready, and I brought my flashlight, but I I don't know what's wrong. I just don't feel like I can do this. I don't feel like I can show up. I don't feel like I can contribute. I just don't feel powerful. And then it says that the other five in the midnight moment, they were like, "I'm ready. I can see a way out of the situation. I, I'm showing up even though it's dark. I have faith that gets me beyond my fear) I, I, I'm able to stand strong even though right now I'm in a storm like like I'm ready like like when they went to grab their flashlight they had added the batteries they had brought extra oil they were able to see it through the season that they were in and then something happens that seems almost cruel because the five, and remember their friends, they all set off at the same time. The five that had no batteries turn to their friends who have batteries and say, hey, can you give us your batteries? Like, like we don't have enough power right now. And their friends say to them, nope, not this time. Because there comes a point, church, when the best thing we can say is the hardest thing to say. But we have to turn to people and say, look, I cannot be God to you anymore. I cannot, I cannot be your prayer life anymore. I cannot be your accountability anymore. It is time to get your own. I, I, my daughter just went to university. And as I released her to go to university, I know that I'm not just sending her to university with a flashlight. I know she's got batteries because I know there's going to be a midnight moment at university when I'm not there and I cannot get there. And she needs to know in that moment how to get her own, how to light up her own life, how to pray for herself and believe God for herself. And so do you, church. Some of you are drained. And I have to let you know because we're family and I love y'all you're drained because you're allowing people to plug their life extension lead into your life drain your power and you're willing to keep paying the bill and there comes a point in a community of faith where the kindest thing to say is church it's time to get your own I need you to grow up. We've got a world to reach. We've got campuses to plan. We've got extension to do. We've got buildings to build. I-, I can't keep being your power supply. I need you to get your own. I need you to put the light on in your community and in your area of work, and the place where you do life. So this message is to remind you that you all have a job to do. And the first thing I want to leave you with, I'm going to give you three things to remember in the season that's ahead. Because the season that's ahead, I know it in my spirit, the season that's ahead is going to make some of you uncomfortable. It's going to stretch some of you in a place where you have not stretched for a while. It's going to ask something from you that you were not willing to give. And when you get to that place, I want you to remember your English relative. Who said, I told you this was coming. Time to get your batteries. First thing you need to know is that this is a BYOB party. (laughs) Now I know you're all holier than the English. So I know if you were to get a party invitation with BYOB on that, that that would mean bring your own Bibles. (laughs) Because you are spiritual people. I know it. In England, we are not so spiritual, so it doesn't quite mean that. So pray for us. We all need it. But you know what it is when someone asks you to come to a party, but they're letting you know, hey, I I got you. I'm going to host you. I'm going to have a great table laid for you. But by the way, could you bring something? Because there's a lot of people invited to this party. And so I actually need you to bring something to help me take care of all the people that we've invited. This. Union Church is a BYOB party. It's, I'm glad you're here. We have a seat for you. We've got stuff in the kitchen going on. But by the way, could you bring something? Because there's more going to show up than the amount of people that maybe we can cater for on our own. We need you to bring something. We need to show up with something. That this party that we are invited into, this life that we are invited into with Christ, it is an abundant life. It is an overflowing life, but it is a bring your own all. Also, invitation. Jesus loved it when people would bring him something. He loved it when people would say, hey, I'm coming to the party, but I'm also bringing something with me. Like the time when he had like a party for over 5,000 men and then there was women and kids. And he's like, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to pour into you. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to tell you stories and I'm going to draw principles from it. And then he's like, man, this party's awesome. Everyone showed up. He turns to disciples like, how are we going to feed them all? Disciples are like, not my problem. I didn't invite all these people. Jesus, is like, wrong answer. This was your moment to contribute. This was your moment, disciples, to add something to what I already have begun. And it took a little boy, just a kid in the crowd, was the only person that brought something to Jesus and said, I have come to this party. And all I have brought with me is my packed lunch, but I'm willing to bring my lunch to the party and say, hey, does this help? And Jesus took that boy's lunch, his addition, and through his addition, created multiplication. And I don't know about you, but there was a day in my journey where I was like, Jesus, I don't want to watch everybody else's addition be multiplied. I want what? I bring to be multiplied. I want what I show up with to be extended and used in the hands of Jesus. I want what I bring to feed more than me. But you got to show up with something and bring it to the table. Some of you are like well what I have is so small. Well what he had was so small. He's not asking for the size to be measured against someone else's. He's just saying what did you bring? Listen, when you are invited to a party that says BYO be on the invite and you keep showing up every single time and you keep bringing nothing eventually you become an irritation like they might not tell you that but like they are stingy and they are tight and they eat all my food they, they they trash my house they leave and they brought nothing You do not want that reputation in the house of God. You want the reputation that you brought your amen and you brought your hallelujah and you brought your encouragement and you brought your gift and you brought your sacrifice because you get what it takes to build the kingdom of God. So you got to bring your own. Stop borrowing someone else's. Second thing that you need to remember well after I have left here is not only do you have to bring your own batteries, you have to charge your own batteries. Now, what I'm about to say is not going to be popular. It will not get an amen. You will not thank me for it. But it is the truth. And the truth will set you free. Some of you, maybe most of you, are more aware of your iPhone battery level than you are your spiritual battery level. You are more committed to the level of battery power on your device than you are on your own soul and destiny. I mean, when that iPhone... Is going anywhere close to red? You're having a panic attack. You're like, oh my gosh! If I don't charge this up, I won't be able to see the the fifty fifth post from my friend with her selfies. Oh my gosh! If I don't charge this up, I won't be able to get the news. I mean, the gossip. I mean, the news on Facebook. I mean, if I don't charge this up, like, how will I have anything to talk about in my small group? Um, I, you know, how will I know what's going on if I don't charge my phone? up? I can't possibly leave without finding a place to charge my phone up you have a charger in your purse you have a charger in your car you have a charger in your kitchen you have a charger in your office you have a charger in your bedroom you have a backup charger in case you lose any one of those chargers. don't you be saying that you don't but if I was to check your spiritual life Would I find a charger in your bedroom? Would I find a charger in your purse? Would I find a charger in your kitchen? Would I find a charger that was a backup charger? Would I find anywhere in your life the same commitment to charging your life up. If I was to listen to your playlist, would I find songs that charge you up? If I was to lean in to your conversations, would I find conversations that charge you up? If I was to look at the things on your table that you're reading, would I find anything that is charging you up? And yet... For some strange reason, we lose our brains when we enter the church. And we say things that make no sense. And we act in a way that makes no sense. You can tell we're family, because I'm so being family right now. But we say things like, like, like what's your name? "Aquila." But like Aquila coming, she comes in and she's like, oh, that's Charlotte Gamble. <laughs> I mean, she's absolutely useless. I mean, does she not know that my iPhone is almost on red, and has she even this today even gone and plugged it in anywhere has she taken care of it does she understand that this is going to affect the rest of my afternoon if she doesn't charge this up I would go Akilah are you crazy I don't know you that is not my phone it is not my responsibility I have my own phone to charge up We all understand that that would be ridiculous for her to expect me to charge up her iPhone. So why, when we come to church, do we get mad that someone else is not charging up our iPhone? It makes no sense. Well, I went to church today and that English chick just did not charge me up. Leaving as flat as I came in is as flat as I'm leaving. <laughs> like, like some of you, like, like, like you inflict yourself with unnecessary pain every Sunday. Like, like this is this is you. You're like, oh Lord, I've just got to get to church. I've just got to get to church because when I get to church, Pastor Stephen, he's gonna charge me up you get there and you're like okay brace myself brace myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay thanks pastor I'll be back next Sunday same time same place like that is not the way to live that is not healthy to need your heart restarting every week to need paddles putting on you every week Uh -uh. you're supposed to charge your own battery. You're supposed to do like David did. Hey, Saul, why are you downcast? You will praise the Lord. You will lift up a hallelujah. You will charge up yourself. Some of you, your marriage is flat. Like your faith is flat. You know, I have a car. It's not that old. But because of the pandemic, we were in lockdown for a long time in England. And so my car sat on the driveway, and every time I needed to go somewhere, I'd get in my car, and the battery would not work. It wouldn't even turn over, and so I had to keep calling out the car service, and eventually on the third time out, they said, you know what, the reason why you have a flat battery is because the battery is supposed to go somewhere, and because it's not going anywhere, it's not able to charge itself up, and some of us, we have to understand the reason why your faith is flat, or your marriage is flat, or or your, or your. Or your generosity is flat, or your, or your scene of miracles is flat, is because you're not gone anywhere. You have to go reach someone, and evangelize someone, and sow into someone, and serve someone, and that begins to charge up your battery. The good news is, I googled because that's what preachers do when they need information. We, go, I googled how do you charge a battery, and it said this: all you need is negative energy. And the negative energy becomes the place where you get the charge for the positive. So the good news is if you're going through anything negative today, hello, you have all you need to charge up your battery. It turns my morning into dancing. It gives me a crown of beauty instead of ashes. I charge up your battery so if this church goes through a trial if we go through a time of testing if you feel you're in a season of stretching then you've got to look at it and go wow we have all we need to charge up the future of Union Church (laughs) we have all we need time's gone but there's not a service after you so I can take a couple more minutes and Pastor Stephen's not in the room he's somewhere at the other side of the screen so forgive me for being over (laughs) but I'm going to do it anyway but anyway Last one. You need to bring your own battery. You need to charge your own battery. And sometimes you need to change your battery. You ever heard this noise? Beep. Beep. Like, that is so annoying. I wish that noise would stop. Beep. Just ignore it. Like, you know, eventually turn the music louder. Put the TV on louder. Like just becomes background noise but that battery is letting you know if you don't change me don't blame me when your house burns down Like you need to change me in order for me to be able to help you in the next season, and oftentimes we get stuck and we live our life at one level, uh, and we get stuck on that level. And and the reason we're stuck on that level is because we're not willing to change the battery that needs to be changed. Because we'd rather just turn the music up than go through the work of the change that is required. But the truth is that batteries come in all different shapes and sizes. This powers up a certain amount of things, but this powers up more and if I was to put a car battery on the platform that has a whole nother capacity in it that these two do not have the size of the battery required it is different for different things that need to be powered and can I just can I just burst an illusion and something that I think we think in the church that's just not true I think what we think is some people have bigger batteries spiritually than others Like, oh, Pastor Stephen, he's so anointed. And Pastor Jimmy, he's so anointed. you like, they they just got given bigger batteries by the Lord. Well, last time I checked, we all got the same Jesus. Last time I checked, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is that, that someone decided at some point, I'm going to change my battery. The Bible puts it this way in 1 Corinthians 13. When I was a child... Talked like a child thought like a child reasoned like a child but then I realized wow I need to change my battery so then I became a man which meant I had to put my childish ways behind me because now that childishness didn't go with this battery it's talking about a decision that you make to change your battery and some of you this whole season that the church is in is a season for you to wake up to a change that God is asking you to make that you have been a seat filler but now it's for time for you to change your battery and become a server you have been someone that receives but now it's time to change your battery and become someone that gives you become a partaker but now it's time for you to change your battery and become a participant there's a change and 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 God is inviting you all, wherever you are, to make a change. He's like, I'm not holding anything back from any of you. Joseph went in to a pit. And he had to choose, do I stay bitter and angry? Or do I change my battery? So he changed his battery and he found himself in a palace. But then when he was in the palace, he found himself put in a prison. And then he had to have the same conversation with himself. Well, should I change my battery again? And so in the prison, instead of trying to prove himself, he improved himself. So that by the time he came out of the prison, his battery had changed from the boy in the pit to the man in the prison to now being ready to be prime minister because the change happened where people were not watching so that when he stood up the change would be audible by everybody that was listening and there are changes that God is going to ask for you and from you in this season to do with the destiny he is waiting for you but you want the destiny to come to you in the pit but the destiny requires you to make the changes in the pit and the changes in the prison so that when you come out you are ready for what God wants to put in your hands so maybe for you this is a season of changing your batteries of increasing your capacity this church union church is in many ways in its beginnings but it's also in many ways the legacy of many years of investment and it's come out of a leadership that says we're willing To come together. well, Let me tell you that takes change. We're willing. To put the best of us. So that God can do the best through us. We're willing to sacrifice. We're willing to step out in faith. We're willing to keep changing our batteries. So we can change our communities. And in a season of addition church. Union church. It means that if you are part of this house. Then this is a BYOB moment. Like, what are you going to bring? Like, some of you, you, your attendance, you don't even bring. Like, like it's the hokey-cokey. Like it's in, it's out, and you shake it all about, and that's what church is for me. And so, your changing is simply, I'm in, and if I'm in, I'm in, and I'll be here. Whether I feel like it or not, whether the traffic's bad or not, whether it rains or not, whether it snows or not, I'm just in. I'm just going to show up. That's what I'm going to bring. Maybe I'm just going to bring my service or I'm going to bring my sacrifice or I'm going to bring my encouragement or I'm going to bring my prayer. I have no idea. But today, some of you need to start bringing your own. Others of you need to charge up the areas that have become flat. It's not my job to make your marriage be charged up. I've got my own to figure out. It's your job. Not my job to charge up your personal what we got. That's your job. And maybe the challenge for you is to change it up. So across every campus, I'm going to ask us to stand to our feet. And just in a way that only God can. He'll just have highlighted something for you today that is so personal. You know exactly what God is highlighting. You know exactly what his finger is on. And so God, I pray right now over this house, over Union Church. God, her best days are ahead. Addition is ahead. Multiplication is ahead. But God, I pray that in all of this next season, that there would be a rising up within the body. There would be a stepping up within the house that men would step up and serve where they need to that women would step up and believe where they need to that families would step up and commit where they need to that there would be many workers in the fields for the harvest is right but the workers are few but god in this season i pray that this house would be testimony to the opposite that in the time when the harvest is plentiful the workers also would be plentiful i pray for addition in the natural but i pray holy spirit for an addition in the spiritual i pray for maturity i pray for a sense of increase on the inside i pray for a a stretching of capacity from the leadership all the way down to the newest member. God I pray there will be a season of us bringing something to you, God and multiplication will begin to happen in the most unlikely of places because someone brought their own and as eyes are closed all around the room and and you know the area maybe you're praying right now of your marriage or your children or a situation but just as you're doing that I just want to finish by asking one more thing where are you the one that today the addition for you is the addition of jesus that you've been around jesus and you've been around the things of jesus and you've been around church but actually you've never added him for yourself you've never said jesus I need you you've let someone else tell you that you need him but you've never let the words come out of your own heart and mouth of God be my savior be my Lord forgive me and today maybe you find yourself on a campus or in this room and you have drifted far from God and today you know you need to come back to God the whole way salvation is set up is that you have to add something You have to add a response. You have to add an acceptance. You have to add a a coming to him and saying, be my savior. He does not force himself on you. So today maybe is a day where you need to get your life right with God. And if that is you, I'm just going to ask in this closing moment that you would just lift your hand. And say, that's me today. I need to get my life back on track with God. I, I, I've i been backslidden. I need restoration. I need forgiveness today. I need Jesus in my life because I want him for myself. Not because someone else tells me to. Just stick your hand up. Even your hand being raised is you adding something today. Say, yeah, that is me. I am I'm making a sign. I'm making a stand so many hands that are raised I know in every campus God I thank you for every hand that's raised I thank you for every life that represents God I thank you that you brought them here today for such a time as this this is a word that is perfectly on time for their life and today God as they add you as their Lord as they add you as their Savior God I pray That their life would begin to see multiplication god i thank you that you are the redeemer and the restorer you are the forgiver and the lover of our souls and today i thank you for every heart that is surrendered every life that right now is going to be changed and transformed by your power god god we thank you for the beginnings today of a new day in people's lives in this house we pray strength and conviction to go deep today in every life that's responding God we thank you for all you're doing in this house for all that is to come we're excited and we say amen to it all God so all God's people said